Welcome to Heels Handbags and Hustle. This is your host, Rachel Earp, and I'm so delighted you found my show. My podcast is dedicated to encouraging women in the workplace to become confident, secure, and inspired in their work and femininity. In my podcast, I candidly share my journey as a mom of two boys, one with Down syndrome, the struggles of parenting and balancing my career with mom life. And now, stay tuned for my latest episode. Be blessed, my friends. Hey friends, welcome to this episode today. I am truly grateful that you have joined me and that you're listening in. And kind of just along with that, I want to say that those of you who have taken the time to leave me the feedback, um, who private messaged me, or just like even on social media have just really shown that love and support. It really, truly keeps me going. It means the world to me, and I just want to thank you. I think sometimes we forget how impactful just saying, hey, you're doing a great job. I love your podcast, and this goes beyond just me, guys. I'm saying in general, if there's somebody that inspires you in your journey, or and it could be um, you know, business-related, it could be personal-related, it could just be someone who knows how to dress for success and you're just like, man, I just love that. And it just helps me think about different ways of putting myself together. Maybe it's somebody who just is a fantastic cook (laughs) and brings in treats for the office or whatever it is. We all have gifts and we all have unique talents and capabilities. And even though we all, I think, are aware of our gifts for the most part, Having someone else point them out and say, hey, this is amazing. You're doing a good job. I absolutely love what you have to offer really means the world. And I just want you all to know that I'm so blessed by my listeners and I just felt I needed. I know sometimes I'll say that at the very end of a podcast, but I wanted to start it off today and just say thank you. On that note, I'm going to kind of dive right into introducing my guest today. Her name is Stacy Wright. She is a serial entrepreneur that has had five businesses over the last 20 years. She is very passionate for business, female entrepreneurs, and honestly, making the world a better place. And that last part is one of the reasons that I've been so excited about having Stacy on my podcast because Truly the heart of everything with heels, handbags, and hustle is not just to encourage you in your walk with entrepreneurship or business or success, but to encourage you to make a difference in the world, to be a light, to be an inspiration, and show love and kindness to your sisters, girls. (laughs) And if there's guys listening, same goes for you. Anyways, back to Stacy. Um, one of the things that we're going to be talking about is, um, it kind of is going to touch into the nonprofit realm and she is an, just a fantastic, um, resource for, um, the nonprofit organizations. And that's one thing that she specializes in and she has really helped is facilitate the nonprofit organizations so that they can work on establishing their own 
sustainability. And that's something that's very hard and difficult for nonprofits. And I can relate to this so much because I have been involved in quite a few over my journey. And honestly, um, the very first that I kind of got involved with a little bit, not on a like a grand scale, but I, when I was a teenager, um, would volunteer at a youth center in our little town. It wasn't my town, but it was like close to my town. And I just, you know, felt that giving back and ministering to these young kids, this was for a youth that um, had nowhere to go. It was just a big center where the kids could come in and they could play and they always got some type of lesson or Bible story or, um, you know, something that would just fill their mind with good things. And I just remember at that time realizing that there's so many kids out there that were hurting and that really needed somebody else in their life, even if they didn't always express it, but just knowing that there were people there that cared about them. And that was kind of my first taste of, you know, the volunteering aspect of things, giving of your time. Of course, I've done that quite a bit in church throughout my life. Um, but then everything really truly pivoted when I had our littlest one, Zeke, um, which many of you who have listened to my podcast previously know that he was born with Down syndrome. <clears throat> and that changed my life completely. Um, as you can imagine, you don't really think about things as deeply as when they are directly impact you. And after Zeke was born, one of the first things I did was kind of shut down. I, I think it was like a coping mechanism. You know, we were overwhelmed with trying to figure out how to deal with having a special needs child. And the thought of the future and the long term was just more than my mind could fathom. I couldn't bear that thought. So it was just easier for me to not think about it. Um, but as we started, you know, raising this little guy who had a lot of health issues, who um, was very misunderstood, our family was very misunderstood and very judged in some ways, um, I started to understand that there were a lot of people out there who just were honestly very ignorant to, um, you know, the actual diagnosis and what it meant and that, you know, Down syndrome children are not actually mentally retarded. That was a word that was very hurtful to us because, you know, he did understand things. He was going to learn. He was going to grow. It may not be on the grand scale of the average human being, but he was going to be able to do a lot. Once all of that kicked in, I decided I really wanted to be more involved with organizations that supported kids with disabilities. Of course, being a mom of a kid with a disability, that was um, my fuel and my passion. And I realized that nonprofit organizations are such an amazing resource for the community and I wanted to help and I jumped right in and I helped um, facilitate a buddy walk in our um, this year's leader. Um, this was up in Pennsylvania and it was the first buddy walk um, that had happened in our, it was, we lived in a more rural area at the time and it was, I partnered with a lady who already had a nonprofit organization that she used to re reach out into the community and I absolutely adored her. 
and we linked arms and we did this amazing buddy walk and raised funds for the um, buddy walk organization that helps um, support families and kids and individuals with disabilities, particularly Down syndrome. Um, and it was an amazing feeling. But the part of it that was I struggled was, of course, asking people to participate and to donate. And that was where the burnout kicked in very quickly. And, you know, I won't, I won't go in any deeper into all of that just because um, I could talk about that for a long time. But, you know, it's very difficult to, you know, work past all of that, especially when you're trying to exist and thrive as a nonprofit organization. You have to, to ask people for money. And Stacy. Um, we had had a conversation and, you know, I loved that she realized that there was a problem that, you know, nonprofit organizations, the, especially in this day and age, it's very difficult for the sustainability because, you know, people get tired of all of these organizations approaching them and wanting money. There's always fundraisers. There's always something going on where you just kind of feel like overwhelmed and it's like, okay, I can't, I can't contribute and I can't donate to every cause. So I'm just not going to donate at all. And believe me, I came to a point where I kind of felt that way too. Um, but you know, these organizations are, you know, there's reasons why, and I, I had my reasons and it was so important to me that I couldn't understand why it wasn't important to everybody. Um, but we're going to talk a little bit about this today and how social issues affect, um, especially our nonprofit realms. And when I talk about social issues, I am talking about um, just a lot of things in society. This is beliefs, mindsets, triggers, um, history, things that, um, you know, directly impact the organizations that are trying to do good in the community. And for an example, a good social issue for me um, was back in the day, how people used to treat people that were born with Down syndrome. They used to institutionalize them. And, you know, I think of Zeke, like the thought of him being born, even honestly, even 30 years ago, would have been looked so different than him now because there were people, there were moms, there were organizations that paved the way to make his world a better place. And I'm so deeply grateful. And without people that care, there would be no progress in society. And, you know, a lot of that does stem from women who, you know, maybe their moms or um, grandmas or just, you know, women that just in general have big hearts and want to change. And I think that is a gift that we as women have because we do care and think about things with our hearts. I feel like a little bit more, um, you know, that is like our innate ability to just, it's just part of us. And that is why, you know, so much of society is able to change because we all kind of just get together and use that to do something good in life. And I know Stacy is very passionate about women because she believes that female entrepreneurs and female business women or just females in general, when we thrive and succeed, we get like this double dose of powerful problem solving in our social issues. 
So she believes it's imperative that our women entrepreneurs thrive. Um, so I think you're going to really enjoy this today because even if you're not really that involved with nonprofit organizations, or maybe you're a nonprofit organization owner who is just really struggling and feeling discouraged and wondering, how can I do better? How can I keep this going? I really want to encourage you to keep listening and take it all in because she has so much wisdom and knowledge to impart. Her heart is just pure gold. And I feel that you will leave this episode feeling stronger and your just brain is just going to like kick in and you're going to be like, wow, this is exactly what I needed today. So stay tuned, guys. Well, Stacy, welcome to the show. I'm really excited that we are able to bring you in because I know it has been a little bit of a work in progress. Um, but the day is finally here, and I'm really just grateful that I can introduce you to all of my listeners today. So tell us a little bit about your background. Thank you, Rachel. It's very nice to be here with your listeners and, and on your show. Um, just a little bit about me, just so people understand where I'm coming from. I am a serial entrepreneur. I've had seven businesses over the last 20 years. Wow. Ranging anywhere from service to product-based. I've had up to 17 patents. And um, all of the businesses were startups, so from zero all the way up to $5 million. So I've had huge success, and I've also had huge failure along with that. And so mm. it's been a bumpy, lumpy ride. Mm. And um, yeah, it's a, it's a lot of fun. So that's a little bit about myself. I also am very active in community service and being a part of my community. So my mission and my passion, if you will, is marrying the two, is bringing for-profit, the power of a for-profit business to solve social issues with sustainability and power. So that's really my calling, if you will, for the this part of my life. I love that. And I love that you intertwine um, because you don't see a whole lot of that kind of being able to be mixed up like the right way. Mm -hmm. What what is it about certain social issues? What are a couple of them that you feel, um, you know, there needs to be some work on and what do you do to kind of help resolve those issues? Oh man, where do you start? (laughs) (laughs) I I know, right? Exactly. I, um, I've had experience working with several nonprofits, ranging anywhere with mental health, um, food, food, um, providing food for people in need, shelters, uh, women's shelters, women's services, just a whole range of it. And, w- and what I've seen over the last decade is just that mental health issues are going through the roof. Addiction mm-hmm. issues are going through the roof. And our nonprofits are struggling to keep up to just put band-aids on the problems. And we're not even able to get to the root cause of the problem. And the longer I've been involved in this and the longer I live, I see that it's more of a societal issue that we're living with rather Mm -hmm. than a personal issue that we're dealing with. When you have mental illness in children as young as kindergarten, this is not an issue with the kindergartner. This is an issue with the society that we live in. Mm-hmm. And so for me, it's it's about we need to make an impact and we need to start getting to the root cause of the issues. And so 
as a business person, as an entrepreneur, I see business as a powerful means to bring resources and solutions to social problems. So there's several of those that that I get involved with, but one of my businesses currently, um, we actually provide passive income to normal everyday people through monetizing product ideas. So one of the companies I have is called IP to Market. And we take product ideas that are patentable and we'll take it through the whole process of engineering, manufacturing, patenting, um, sales and distribution and create monetization of an idea. And then we utilize the profit from that to reinvest in social businesses. And so Mm -hmm. a, a good example of a social business is like Bomba Socks. I don't know if you've heard of Bomba Socks, but for every pair of socks they sell, they donate a pair to a homeless shelter. Oh, yes. Okay. okay. Right? And so they've yes. been doing this wow. for, for a really long time. They've donated over 7 million pairs of socks. Mm. It's a sustainable solution to a problem. Mm-hmm. So amazing. Yeah. So with the with the IPDU Market Company, that's how we're making a difference in and trying to push forward the social business models out there, um, while also providing passive income for people who have great ideas. So mm-hmm. it's just like a friend of of mine, and, and I'm kind of jumping around, but part of the societal issue that we're having is the stress that people are under, right. the stress to provide for their family, the stress to make a living, the stress. That it, that it just takes to live in the world we live in, that mm-hmm. we've created. And so yeah. part, of, part of that ties back to money, right? Okay. So, so how can we create passive income for people that allows them to breathe a little bit, that allows them to have a little bit of space in their life so that they don't have to be on the, the hamster wheel running like crazy so they can spend time with their kids at night, so they can you know, teach their kids the emotional intelligence that our children need in to to thrive in the world that we live in Mm -hmm. that's amazing I love that you um you know have such a big heart for things like that and and being able to reflect on you know all of the different experiences that you've gained through your business ventures how did it end up developing into the passion that you feel the most strongest for today like with all of the social issues was was there something pivotal in your own life that kind of pushed you that direction? Or was it just kind of seeing all these different things just opened your eyes where you just really felt that urge to make a difference? Yeah, that's a good question. And I think that it was just being around it so much. Mm-hmm. Um, what happened for me is I was, I, the last company that I had um, with my ex-husband, um, who was my husband at the time, Um, but we had a really great business and then we got hit with a lawsuit and it was a really, really bad lawsuit. It it ended up costing everything. It costed my marriage. It costed my business, like literally everything. And I remember when I was at the worst point of that time in my life, I remember I, I, in meditation, cause I do meditation daily. Um, the message I got was go be of service and go expand your network, like go meet people and just go be of service. Mm -hmm. And so that's literally what I did. And so I just went out and signed up for all kinds of volunteer roles and got really active in my community and just was being of service. And that, that was Mm -hmm. my focus was to be of service and meet people Wow! out of that. 
I mean, I think it's just the way my brain works. As an, I think that's just the way entrepreneurial brains work. It's when you see a problem, you want to solve it. Right. And so as I'm, you know, wor- working for these nonprofits and I'm volunteering my time begging people for money, um, mm-hmm. I, it just didn't feel good to me. And I thought there's got to, there's a better way to do this. And, and I know how to do, I know how to create money. I know how to make mm-hmm. money with a business. Um, so instead of me volunteering my time to go beg other people for money, I thought, well, I'll just go start some businesses and then I'll create money for the causes. So it was just the way my wow. mind worked. Yeah. So let's, let's create sustainable solutions. Let's, let's gather resources, um, to handle these problems. That is, that is so cool. I love that. You know, I, I kind of can relate a little bit, um, in a much smaller scale, um, than what you have done, but I have, I've always had such a big heart for, um, the nonprofit organizations and I volunteered, um, I've helped organize, um, quite a few different events and things in the last like decade of my life. And one thing I noticed was, I think when we give of ourselves, even though we're sometimes we come from a place of hurting or pain, when we look around and our eyes are open to the pain and, you know, things, issues or whatever it is that other people are going through, it helps us, um, you know, really look inside so that we can kind of just not always just feel that life is all on our shoulders, but we can see that other people need our help as well. Mm-hmm. And it kind of gives that healing and that release when mm-hmm. we're able to give of ourselves and realize I'm not the only one out there hurting. I'm not the only one going through things and we learn from them. And mm-hmm. with all of that though, I, f- I think sometimes it's easy to feel that responsibility that, you know, you just keep wanting to do more and more and more. But I think people are fearful that, um, you know, it can kind of takes a lot of your time. And like you said, going out, you know, that was the part I hated about it was asking people to donate. <laughs> um, and it got to the point where I, I kind of, for a while, I, I just pressed pause on all of it. I was burnout. Um, I, you know, had these causes were important to me. Mm-hmm. I loved them and I felt guilty. Like I really felt guilty that I was kind of abandoning them, so to speak, mm-hmm. but I just couldn't do it anymore. Yes. You know, and I love yes. that you, you just looked for a different way of helping and con- contributing to even the bigger picture. Um, that's right. not something that I think a lot of people would even think of. So I really admire that. Well, well, and what you said is so incredibly powerful, Rachel, in that being of service is healing. And mm-hmm. that is the only thing that kept me from being a 300 pound alcoholic back in the, mm-hmm. that time. I was going through such a terribly tough time. And so wow. volunteering and being of service really did save me at that time mm-hmm. in my life. But you're right. There is a certain level of you know, we have to take care of ourselves and we, we have to do what feels good to us. And there's a lot of donor fatigue going on in the nonprofit world, in the charity world. Yeah. And it, it, and the volunteers feel it too. Mm-hmm. So what you're talking, what you're saying is completely um, what I've seen a lot of people go through. 
and getting burned out. And that's why, you know, a couple of years ago I said, okay, I have to take off my nonprofit hat now and put on my for-profit hat and I'll be back, I'll be back <laughs> with solutions that are sustainable. <laughs> that's awesome. And you, you, you practically invented that hat too. So <laughs> I think that's awesome. And coming from the whole other side of the spectrum, um, my husband and I, we start had started our company as well. Um, just around that same time frame, um, you know, I had, we had a special needs son. And of course, that opened my eyes tremendously to so much that I took for granted and didn't understand and mm. felt, you know, that people, a lot of those types of um, scenarios and those people were very misunderstood and very neglected. So I was very passionate, all fired up. And, you know, as a business owner, of a company, we also were approached by so many local nonprofits, you know, wanting, um, you know, us to contribute to all of them. So it got so overwhelming where we were like, I, we, we have to say no. Yes, you have to really be diligent and intentional. Yes. Otherwise, it's kind of like a black hole. It feels like to me a black hole. That yeah. we're just tossing money into the black hole and we're not mm-hmm. solving the problems. And that's why I yeah. had to get out of that because it was just so draining. And that's not, mm-hmm. I don't, that's not sustainable long-term. Right. Well, one thing that um, you had written that really um, hit home with me is you mentioned that it's lonely sometimes to be an entrepreneur and a leader. Mm, yeah. And, you know, I'm sure that, that, thought process has stemmed from, you know, your own experience. But for those out there who do feel that so strongly that they, you know, they've really worked hard, they've tried to get up to the top, and they're at the top of that mountain looking out, and it's just not what they thought it would be that feeling of just Mm -hmm. conquer and victory isn't there. Mm -hmm. How, how do you just break all of that down? Oh, my goodness. Oh, I would love to have I'd love talking about this. So thank you for bringing this part up. I'll start with about five years ago, me and three of my business owner friends got together and we started talking about how lonely it was being a leader, being an entrepreneur. It's not like you can go talk to your neighbor about, oh my gosh, I don't know if I'm going to be able to make my $10,000 payroll this Friday. Mm -hmm. That's something that's overwhelming to somebody who doesn't understand business or, you know, that's not hasn't been in business for themselves. Mm-hmm. It's just a different world that we live in and the stresses yeah. that we live with and the risks that we take are, are, it's just something that you just can't speak to just anybody about. Right. And, and you can't speak to your employees about it either. No, <laughs> <They're> <laughs> so true. you're, you're, you're carrying the cross on your own. Mm-hmm as a leader. And so we decided five years ago, let's just get together and like share with each other. Let's talk, let's hang out, let's like help each other with our businesses and support one another. And so we started getting together once a month um, for like four hours and there's four of us. And so what we do is we would divide up the afternoon and each one of us would get an equal amount of time to talk and to share about our business so that we could all four work together on each person's business. And so everybody would get a turn every month and then the next month we'd come back. And so we did this. And over the course of a year, when we looked back over the year, we just looked at each other and realized that we were completely different people. We had more confidence. We felt more certain. We felt more clear. We felt more connected 
Mm-hmm. And it completely changed the way we did business. It completely changed how our businesses operated. And we all expanded so much. I mean, one of the one of the girls said, my husband just told me I was a completely different person since we started getting together like this. Aww. And so after, after a, a period of time, I thought, well, this is so powerful. Why don't we share it with other women? Because it was about that time that I had read about Mohammed Yunus, who won the Nobel Peace Prize for changing his entire country's poverty level by empowering female entrepreneurs or female mm-hmm. entrepreneurialism. So he, back in the 70s, I don't know if you're familiar with Mohammed Yunus, but back in the 70s, he wanted to change his country's poverty level. And so his theory was if he could help women thrive, that then their communities would thrive because when women thrive, their communities thrive naturally. They are nurturers. They, Mm -hmm. they go from um, when they're thriving, they want others to thrive as well. And so he focused on women and then he wanted it to be sustainable. So he started a bank and he started doing uh, loans to women and teaching them about business. And Mm -hmm. so the women would start their business. And then as they would thrive, then obviously their kids would thrive and then their communities would thrive. And he changed the entire country's poverty level. And in the two, I think it was 2008, I believe, or 2005, somewhere in there, he won a Nobel Peace Prize for this work that he did. Mm-hmm. And so I, I was looking at what we were doing with the four of us and how mm-hmm. powerful that was. And it was, you know, it's female entrepreneurs. Could we do it with other entre- female entrepreneurs? So I expanded the group and we expanded it to 12 people. And so we did 12 people once a month, we'd get together and help each other with our businesses. And sure enough, after a year's time, everybody was different. Everybody had more confidence. Everybody was more clear with their vision and what they wanted to achieve. Some of them, their whole business path had shifted. And, And I mean, there were some that came in and they're like, I don't know that I have four hours a month to give. They were in a service-based business. So they knew Mm -hmm. if I wasn't showing up to work, that meant I'm not getting paid. So it's not just an investment of of money, but it's also investment of time, which also cost me money. But she came in anyway, because she trusts, she she believed in something that we were doing. So she came in and literally by the end of the year, she was working less and making more. Like she'd completely shifted her business to where she could actually make more money and work less. And so but that was not just a, a unique situation. Literally everybody in the room shifted and changed and they were mm-hmm. completely different. And so since that time, I started another company called CEO Essentials. And it is a global online community for female entrepreneurs, for people to plug in and it's peer to peer help so that we can help support each other and grow each other. Because here's the thing when women business owners, feel into their power and are living into their power, the world we live in will change. Mm, And I'll give you a perfect example of this. One of my friends, one one of the original members of this group, she owns an insurance agency. And you think, well, how is an insurance agent going to change the world? (laughs) I'll, I'll give you the perfect example. Two years ago, she decided, you know, working 40 hours a week, is not conducive to the life I want to live and to the way I want to parent my kid. And, and it doesn't give me time to go to the grocery store, let alone cook dinner. So Mm -hmm. she started questioning, you know, I don't want to work 40 hours a week. Well, her very next thought was, well, if I don't want to work 40 hours a week, 
I don't want my people to have to work 40 hours a week. So she sat down with her group of, of employees and they sat, she sat down and said, Hey, do you guys want to work less? I mean, do you guys like working 40 hours a week or would you rather work 30? And everybody's like, of course, mm-hmm. I'd rather work 30 hours a week. She said, okay, well, here's the deal. If we can figure out a way to be just as productive, to keep the business sustainable and to do as much work as we're doing now in 30 hours, then I'll pay you for 40 hours and we'll work 30 hours a week. But we have to come up together, you know, together with a plan to figure mm-hmm. this out. And so for the next six months, they worked on a plan. And in six months later, she they cut their hours to 30 hours a week. Wow. So now not only does she have an extra, you know, 10 hours a week for her family, so does all her employees. Mm-hmm. So it's all of her employees' families have an extra 10 hours of their mom. Mm-hmm. And so you think about the old way of doing things when a CEO would get to a level where he's like, you know, I don't want to work so much anymore. So he goes off and plays golf, right? While the rest of his team works hard to keep the business going. That's the difference between a female entrepreneur. (laughs) When (laughs) When they desire something, they don't just desire it for themselves. They want it for all of their people as well. And so as she's done this, now you can bet there's other businesses in the community that are watching this saying, wait a minute, mm-hmm. I don't, I don't want to work 40 hours a week either. And so that's how society is changed. Wow. By that female entrepreneurs. Powerful. That is so powerful, Stacy. I think, um, you know, just thinking about that in my mind, how we underestimate, I think, sometimes our abilities and the gifts that we've been given as women. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, our spirit, our hearts, our nurturing abilities, um, and just how, I mean, you're going to, you're always going to have the exception to the rule, <laughs> but yeah. in general, I think we applaud when we see another woman thriving or, you know, something that she was able to conquer or accomplish. Yeah. I know, I, I know I do. I admire it so much and I love to learn from other women too. Mm-hmm. And you look back at the course of history you know, there is so much change that um, has been brought about in the world because of those gifts and those yes. abilities. Yeah. And we're able to tap into that and use it and recognize that for what it is. It it definitely is a powerful shift. And, you know, going back to the societal issues that you mentioned, um, you know, we can have a huge impact in just working with the people around us that are close yes. to us. Yes. Yes. And just being authentically who we are. Yeah. We live in a society that tells us we shouldn't be this, or we should be this, mm-hmm. or we work this way, or should we should do this or do that. But no, what we need is a world full of authentic female women to lead the path. Mm-hmm. It's our authenticity. Yeah. And it is exactly what you just said, Rachel, and you tied that in really well, is those soft skills that we naturally embody. That's what can change the world. And that's what the world needs. And I heard on, uh, Brene Brown spoke about this and she had quoted somebody else, but I don't remember who it was. And I hate that I don't know who this is, but maybe we can look it up and then put it in the comments. Um, But she said, the jobs of the past were about muscles. The jobs of the present is all about the brain, but the jobs of the future is all about the heart. Oh, wow. And women embody that naturally. Mm -hmm. So to grow our female entrepreneurs, that is a really a big passion of mine. And that's what Mm -hmm. I created the CEO Essentials especially for. 
Wow. How, how can people that for the, for those who are listening, who really would love to learn more about all of the different ways that you can help them grow, what is, what's the best way for them to follow you and get connected with you, Stacey? Well, they can, they can look at, well, I have a website, ceoessentials.net is the website for the female entrepreneur community. If somebody just wanted to connect with me, they're welcome to connect with me on my Facebook page, which is under Stacey Neal Wright. Okay. Um, and that's where a lot of a lot of my stuff, and I do a lot of stuff outside of CEO Essentials on that page as well. So wow. people can, are welcome to connect with me through Facebook or through my website. Wonderful. And I'll make sure to share all of those links as well. So for those of you listening, don't worry. Um, I, I feel just... I know we haven't had like, I could, I feel like I could just keep talking for hours with you because, um, you, I can feel through everything that you're saying that you just, you truly have so much heart and so Mm -hmm. much desire to help encourage other women. And that has always been the goal of my podcast is to encourage other women. Mm -hmm. And I just appreciate you bringing everything to light so gently because it's easy to, it, a lot of us have passion and we have goals and we have visions, but sometimes there are so many people out there that just, they don't think about how, how they're coming across with that, you know, mm. and how that that can affect how people view them, mm. but being able to portray it without any cynicism, without any judgment, without any um, harshness. Like mm-hmm. I, I really love and appreciate how you articulate yourself. So oh, I, thank you, Rachel, and I think you do the same thing. And I want to applaud you for building yeah. a space for females to come and be inspired. It well, is really, it's really needed in our world today. Yeah, it, it is. And it's because of, you know, people like you that have just been so willing to come on here and just share their hearts and their stories Um, it is so inspiring and it has a huge impact. You know, there could just be one person listening today that maybe has been where you're at and has felt like everything has crumbled and they've lost everything and just needed to hear it from someone who got back up and gave so selflessly that there's hope and that life can get better. And you're living proof of that and you're helping other women, um, you know, just, retain that spark of joy because I think joy is so important too. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. And the world does not cultivate the world we live in right now does not cultivate that spirit of joy, Right. but we all do have that resiliency. So yes, if anybody is out there and they're, they're dealing with failure, uh, believe me, I've been there and the resilience in our human spirit is remarkable and the grace in the universe is really just amazing. And I've seen it firsthand. But I also did want to say that I did create a promote a discount code for your listeners. So if they wanted to go on the CEO Essentials website, there's courses, there's awesome. um, all kinds of stuff on there that they can do. Um, the promo code is Rachel. And it gives them a 10% discount on any of the items. Oh. That is wonderful, Stacy. Thank you so much for doing that. That is so, so exciting. Yes, yes. I want to awesome. help as many people as I can be yeah. empowered to be authentic and truly who they are. Aww. Well, thank you so much, Stacy, And everyone listening, I hope you will take some time 
to check out her website, follow Stacy, and just continue enjoying her her energy and her ability to just give back because I know you'll be so blessed as I have been blessed by that. I follow Stacy as well and I just love all that she is doing and the work that she is doing with her life. And I know it's only just begun. <laughs> yes. So sure. thank you again so much, Stacy, for being a part of this episode. It's been such a pleasure hearing from you and I can't wait to see what you're going to keep doing. Thank you, Rachel. I feel the same way about you, girl. Thank you. Well, friends, I told you this would be so fantastic. Isn't Stacy just so amazing? I love her outlook on life, her beautiful thought process and heart for helping women out there just be successful and thrive in everything that they do. She is so inspiring. I know that this conversation today stems from so much in her life that she wanted to share with you guys so that you could feel empowered on your journey to success. So thank you for listening. I know I mentioned this at the beginning of the podcast, but your support and encouragement really means a lot to me. If this episode or podcast, maybe this was your first time listening, if this has meant something to you, if you could leave me a review on whatever platform you're listening to this on, I would so appreciate that. It really helps me continue bringing more episodes like this to you in the future. So on that note, thank you again, guys, for listening. I have more to come that I cannot wait to share with you. This next one that I'll be releasing very soon is going to feature my husband, Dale Earp, which I've never, ever (laughs) had a guy on my show before. So because we work together and we are partners in literally everything in life, I thought it would be fun to bring him on and we're going to talk about husband and wife relationship and partnership in business. So stay tuned, guys. You don't want to miss this next episode either. Thank you all and be blessed, my friends.